entrepreneurship is something like if you think you don't have 24 hours or you have 24 hours hustle yes as an undercurrent every day small thing something or other you have to do it fire fighting will work once in a while you every day every time you can't have a fire fighting kind of as much as you should be emotionally connected to your idea or the business model you should be equally pragmatic for me i know that as, as people say right jab tak aap maidan mein ho you have not lost it assalamu alaikum people listening and watching you're tuning into the let's walk podcast i'm your host atar rahman and today i'm joined by the man himself sanjay kumar the founder of millet bowl hello sanjay ji thank you for coming here yeah good morning thank you rahman for inviting me and it's really a pleasure uh been part of your podcast so oh, is this your first uh, interview or something like that after like you know coming in the entrepreneurship space or like you have been doing it yeah and so i'm basically not that comfortable uh, to be very honest so uh, you don't you don't see much of interviews of mine so but i couldn't uh, avoid your invitation so to be very honest this is i think so one of my first formal interview to that extent if you say so hum shuruaat se shuruaat karte so why don't you tell us uh, we go to your website and we we go in the about section uh, we see who who's the founder and everything and it says that you know you were uh, in the corporate side and you left your job so w- was there a point where you felt like you know like while leaving kena or you already figured it out ki na i'm going to do millet bowl or something like that or you are like you know bust ab bahut ho gaya like corporate chhod rahe hain ab bhi yeah i would uh, let you know what made me to come into this aspect uh, first of all if you see uh, i have put in close to almost all 16 years of corporate experience so i worked in different corporates i am a mechanical engineer so i worked in different uh, conventional corporate companies not the software and then it was a post that where uh, uh, i would say all of a sudden because i am more uh, look at what's happening around me and i am very aware of all those things so somewhere uh, during that uh, time 14 15 i would see there was a lot of uh, i would say uh, farmer distress climate uh, regarding climate stress and all those things i used to find a lot of uh, information and everything and somewhere it kind of uh, hit me saying that uh, why don't i look at this challenge and see something i can bring in some social impact or something but i was not clear as you asked me that okay whether millet bowl instantly stuck no i was not clear so i did not had a clue what i'm going to do but i wanted to do something that is something which the seed has been planted in my head and that's when i went into the ecosystem because i am not an agri graduate or anything related to agriculture my upbringing has been completely urban so yeah we come from a middle class family working family so i don't have anything to do with agriculture per se so then now i have to figure out what is that i need to do and that's when in the ecosystem i i kind of went into the ecosystem and attended a lot of conferences seminars couple of events trying to figure out what is that i can do because uh, most importantly is that okay to do something obviously that idea is good but you need to be very pragmatic and practical in your assessment like what is that you can do at that stage right so when i looked into that and that's when uh, first time for me i came across millets uh, so there was a seminar by uh, agriculture university uh, where they were they were talking about millets and it's uh, Uh, like i would say how it is good for the people good for the planet kind of a thing and that was my first acquaintance and uh, that's how then i figured it out that yeah this is an idea which which met my the social impact concept and also from a business standpoint because end of the day it has to be self sustaining and it is a for profit kind of a business so it met both the metrics and that's how i took up millet bowl so not coming from an agricultural background or also i'm sure that you know you probably i'll assume that you're not probably good at cooking as well so how did you figure out ki na humko na millet cookies banana like how will i formulate a millet shake and everything was that you know like something you took the mentorship of like people who are there in the cooking or you know like the culinary side of the things or how did you come up with those things yeah so as you said once i figured it out that okay millet is a space which 
I wanted to be, wherein that uh, I wanted to build a business where, uh, apart from a for-profit business, it also gives a social impact. It addresses the social impact. Now, as you said, as I said, I am not a uh, agri uh, science graduate. Neither I am a food technologist, nor a nutritionist. Nothing of that sort. So, when you look at from a domain experience point of view, whether it is through profession or through education, I am none of them. Uh, but I would say that it was a sheer passion and sheer intent of trying to build that is what actually has driven me. And uh, even today that drives me. And uh, like as as I strongly believe that if you if your intent is sincere and your efforts are disciplined, determined, and you take the right approach, you come across people, good people, good Samaritans. You come across a lot of agencies who are more than happy to kind of help you, support you. So it is not as an individual one can do anything. So it's an ecosystem. So I was fortunate enough in my early journeys and even now also where I came across a lot of uh, relevant organization, uh, mentors, advisors who kind of groom me. And because of my passion to bring about a change uh, is something which made me to learn. So I would say by education, I'm not a science graduate, nor a food technologist, nor a nutritionist, but by profession. Profession, when I say the entrepreneurship, I treat entrepreneurship as a profession now. Now, I would, with great humility and uh, utmost responsibility, I would say, by experience, now I'm a decent enough food technologist, nutritionist, sensory technician, so I know which product works good, not so in that way so i would say my journey i evolved and i have become an expert so to speak by virtue of my passion so we have usmania biscuit we have parleji we have marigold we have all kinds of biscuits so have you ever thought about you know getting in millet biscuits you have millet cookies yeah have you ever thought about coming into biscuits as well Yes, uh, because you have to look at different uh, segments, categories, how you reach to the consumer, right? So definitely cookies and biscuits are part of uh, my thought process. In fact, my initial journey was uh, with cookies only, uh, where I kind of supplied uh, uh, almost all 150 metric tons of cookies to 100,000 school children coming from the bottom of the pyramid, socially excluded, uh, part of the Telangana State Residential Schools. So we did it, we started it, and then we slowly tweaked the model and one of. But yes, as you said, uh, definitely cookies and biscuits are one of the major important uh, product uh, category which we would want to definitely launch in the retail segment. So while you know quitting your corporate career, did you ever feel that you know maybe I made the wrong decision or you know maybe I maybe I should go back because you know like. No, entrepreneurial journey is not linear in the sense that you know you figure out this you do this you do this and then you are at a certain point it's oh, it's an s curve right at some point there's going to be the dip and then eventually you figure out you rake a moment and then somehow somewhere you find your feet and your balance so was there a point where you felt like you know maybe i should have you know not quit the corporate career or something like that no i would Honestly, tell you that it never came across. Yes, they were, there are still days, there are still months and years where you go through that rough patch or the rough thing where nothing come, works out for you. You keep failing. When I say failing, it is like whatever you are trying to do, okay, but you come out with some other alternate. So, so I would say that uh, it was, it never came across to me. Yes, uh, uh, I, the moment I quit, even today, I, I don't think so. Even if somebody offers me going forward now, so I would be anywhere interested because this is a fantastic, fabulous, and very exciting journey, I should say. And I really, when 16 years of my corporate experience or the work, what I did, the six years of my entrepreneurship, I would say this is immense, invaluable. I, I, I can't even think of going back to corporate and working again. No way. In spite whether I make commercial success uh, or not, I am not going to go back to the corporate. <laughs> so it never came and it will never come also in future. And uh, we tasted your, some of your products during the TEDx event and 
there was a lot of positive reviews about the chocolate uh, shake and now since it's the month of mangoes uh, i i realized that you know there is something that you know you probably can uh, improve upon or something you know you can uh, try to change because a lot of people didn't you know kind of get the mango uh, shake is that something you thought about or is it just because you know it was probably not the right temperature they didn't store it in the fridge or something like that no, i think so uh, feedback what you are sharing is it's i think so it's uh, it's bang on in the sense that uh, the product offering which uh, during the tedx uh, time was offered so it was a second iteration so before that there was a first iteration so that's a better version i would say and basis of those second iteration feedback now the third iteration i'm telling you it would be wow so you can be rest because we understand because what happens is that uh, like uh, in a, in any food related thing uh, sensory is something which is paramount so every individual has certain sensory uh, liking somebody likes uh, sweetness more somebody likes the mouth feel so kind of a thing so when we got this feedback from first iteration to the second iteration we we came up with some assumption and we built that product first iteration so one of the major startling uh, uh, like feedback we got from the first iteration was everybody said it is too heavy too thick uh, but the our idea of offering that product at that time at that iteration was we wanted to give the real millet shake kind of a thing where people would apart from the sensory the emotional benefit the functional aspect also they would like but obviously consumers have been fed with different kind of a beverage pattern where it is all very diluted fruit based or water based right so that was a reality check which we got so consumers as much they liked it they also said that it is too heavy too thick for us it, we are not enjoying the drink as much we wanted to so that's where the second iteration came which the second iteration product and yes as you rightly said because already when you come it from the fruit flavors we have the mango cardamom and the apple cinnamon so there are certain taste palatabilities or uh, things which uh, the other variants of the products where you have so people have come across mango drinks in a certain way right so that is somewhere subconsciously there for them so this being a other version of that so they couldn't connect it we could feel it and we realized that okay to bring that part what is that we have to do so we did that iteration so now the next version which we are going to launch uh, in the month of june second third week and i think so that uh, feedback has already been taken care so it would be a wow drink even for the mango and the apple apple anyway you did not taste at that time so even apple also would be the same no doubt about that so we we'll look forward to it and uh being in the food business like you said this is a, this is a huge population everybody has every each person individually has their own unique you know palatability you know how they want things to be and since we have been introduced to mango through different brands maza fruity or you know whatever uh, like is there in the market we think mango bole to like if you talk about mango we think about them instead of you know actually uh think of the uh, fruit mango and how the taste and everything now since we have been consuming it in that way any other time if we have a beverage we'll be you know trying to correlate it and you know be like oh it's not like this it's not, it does not give that kind of a feel so it's not that good or something like that is and also how do you like being in the food business think about you know making a product which is you know satisfying everyone's uh, palatability but at the same time having its own you know unique tastes and everything yeah so that's the reason if you see now uh, one of the other uh, like uh, revelation which i we came across when we were doing the market research sampling kind of a thing you see again individually there are certain preferences every individual have so what i realized is that there are certain section of people because normally what happens is that chocolate is something where most of the people found it generic generic in the sense most of the people would want to try that one any beverage if you have four five different flavors i think so chocolate is something everybody would want to just have it but there is a, a huge uh, segment of people who are completely averse to chocolate individual personally they don't like chocolate 
whether you beverage or a chocolate cake or a chocolate biscuit or a chocolate toffee whatever it is complete no no for them similarly i found it surprising there are people who are who doesn't like mango <laughs> there are people if they say that we, we don't like mango or we, we are not really that maybe for some reason maybe they might be allergic there might be so many reasons likewise there are apple so what we found is in our flavors that now i can't cater to rahman that he likes obviously you have your ranking right you might like chocolate flavor 1 2 3 but all the three products are same but your individual preferences is if given an option you would prefer chocolate maybe some other prefer. so our market sampling and survey what we found is that more or less the liking for all the three flavors have been uniform that is the best part for us means i would say 40% people said in terms of hierarchy they said chocolate i like the most to rest to all also i like it but if given a choice i would prefer chocolate first similarly we got that uh, data where people have given around 30% for mango another 30% for apple so that is a good space where we are because if most of the people only like chocolate what happens to the other two flavors right so for me as long as someone likes some flavor i am happy with that <laughs> rather than everybody likes only one flavor or nobody likes none of the flavor it's a very dangerous situation but i am at a situation where i think so some flavor is liked by someone so to that extent uh, i think so uh, i am happy and it's going good uh we'll move to the topic of walking and uh, we briefly had a chat off record kena you daily walk for a long distance and you know since leaving your corporate career you have been walking ever since so tell us like how and why everything the like you know the walking because nowadays people kirani ki dukan ko jana so they'll be like you know i'm using my electric vehicle like you know that kind of thing so yeah, one of the thing personally if you ask me what i have really been uh, feel satisfied happy that entrepreneurship has helped me is uh, discipline so personal health and personal uh, food habits all those things discipline is something which uh, really because entrepreneurship is something like if you think you don't have 24 hours or you have 24 hours end of the day you have time in your hand so how you utilize it how uh, you manage your time is very important so corporate what i found is and that too in the in the space where i am in the sales and marketing your world is very limited and uh, you kind of get into the monotonous routine and uh, generally my own understanding is that people uh, who who do a job and everything and you have to be really 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 motivated so entrepreneurship gives that motivation but if you do kuch bhi ho ke mujhe karna hai you don't have a second option right you have to somehow succeed somehow you know how is something as you go along you will do so you get the me too time so to say you where you want to be alone you want to be with you you want to try to find out how i can do all those things and health is very important and that is where i used to find my thing so i don't even carry a mobile when i go on a walk so i want to be alone on my own i don't want any kind of a distraction so the transformation personally is that i am more healthy right even most of the people today even my corporate colleagues whoever i say that uh, every year on year you are becoming younger and younger <laughs> yes true that's true uh, means uh, uh, so uh, in in mid 30s the way i used to look and now in mid 40s i'm telling you i have gone 10 years back so now i look more 25 year old kind of a guy Uh, which i really cherish and be happy uh, so i used to be a 120 kgs when i left my corporate and 6 uh, years gradually organically discipline i brought in in my food habits i brought in my routine everything i have shed 40 kgs i feel more enthusiastic more light uh, and i feel that i can do more so yeah entrepreneurship has brought in that and i feel that come what me whatever do health is something which you cannot trade off and you cannot afford to and i sincerely and uh, that is one of the reason because when you are in a space where you are trying to give health and nutrition wellness to everybody and if you don't follow it and you don't be that 
how is that you are going to convince the world so yeah whenever uh, like we talk about entrepreneurship there's always this you know hustle culture ke you know we'll sleep when we die or you know like bas uh, kaam 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 and everything and that is where somewhere you know people kind of trade off their health for whatever so called success or something but i see this very fine balance you have maintained that you know uh, we are going to take care of our health and at the same time uh, build this thing so do, do you think like walking has you know provided you some more clarity with thinking your thoughts you know clearing your mind and anything of that sort in fact that is one of the thing uh, which uh, the, the time where you actually come out with this really drastic out of the box very disruptive ideas because you are alone you are trying to push yourself during walking at the same time you that's where you have to be completely disconnected from the world you should not carry a mobile or anything am i personal way of handling but there will be some others who want something where they want to listen to music and go on a walk whatever it is but that is a time where uh, you come across with all kinds of and i am a very strong believer hustle is part of an entrepreneurship uh, i no doubt about this but it should not be uh, a kind of an habit so you need to really plan your work you need to be very focused and the more you do the planning the better the chances of uh, your outcome will be better hustle yes as an undercurrent every day small thing something or other you have to do it but i don't uh, strongly feel that uh, at end of the day whether it is a prime minister or whoever everybody has the same 24 hours so it's how you manage your time how effectively efficiently is what completely makes you apart from others five fighting will work once in a while you every day every time you can't have a five fighting kind of activity so while building a millet bowl what are the sellers ke and how did you figure out the name millet bowl because i wanted to i was very clear that i wanted to do anything and everything in the space of millet so i don't want to digress or kind of make it a very generic thing and then i was actually tell knowing that my if you ask me what the startup or the company should signify going down the line is that tomorrow if anybody talks of millet or anything they should know this company that okay it's like uh, as you say right uh, photocopy is there but xerox has become a name right it's a company's name the machine is actually photocopy but it became synonymous that was my thought process right tomorrow anything about millets anything somebody is talking or anywhere whether as a product or a crop or anything uh, i should be known or the company should be known in that way so i felt that uh, and since i was dealing completely with millets whatever i do i felt that maybe it's a basket it's a bowl of millets where different formats to offer to the consumers and help them have a better living better health kind of thing so that's how i came up with the name millet bowl 2023 is the year of uh, millets right as uh, stated by united nations are there any like specific plans or any agendas you have you know to accomplish in this year being the year of millets Oh, if you see when when I started this journey, hardly at least down the line after six years, I think so. As United Nations also has declared International Year of Millets, there has been a lot of buzz created uh, across millets and uh, conveying the importance of the millets, and it has to be kind of brought into the staple diet. But when I started, I hardly knew that it is going to happen. So this much as an ecosystem, it would evolve in this thing. But I was. I, I I did not anticipate this, but for sure I anticipated that somewhere down the line I always build products for the future, not for the current market or not what is the product current thing. So I knew for sure that if not maybe down the line five years, eventually millets have to come into the forefront. That I could understand, I could sense that, and I was building this company for the future and. i knew that it is going to come one day or other people have to shift uh, to diversify their food basket so in that way i entered it so yeah for this particular year i would say it is every year a millet year for me <laughs> since the day i have started 
so for me i am a strong advocate of diversifying of food baskets and millets needs to be made as a staple diet so for me for this particular year i think so if i am able to uh convince more and more consumers to diversify i think so uh, that is there and it is an ongoing thing so there is no specific plan per se for this this international year of year of millets but for me it is every day every year so you uh, you kind of don't get carried away with the bus even if the bus is there if the bus is not there you still keep on you know going uh, the same pace yeah you have to you should not keep, get carried away with whatever is happening whether positive or negative right you need to take everything in your stride and uh, then motivate yourself push yourself and uh, say because uh, i i would say that uh, entrepreneurship as much as it is exciting one has to realize that it is real real, real. you need to have real resilience uh, and that is something uh, you have to build it it takes a lot of toll on you mentally physically financially so like while building millet bowl were there any initial uh, like I, i wouldn't say setbacks or failures but more like you know where you felt like you know this is going down south and how did you overcome those there were so many every every turn there is down south right <laughs> it's always down south but the only thing is that how uh, flexible you are how open you are and as much as you should be emotionally connected to your idea or the business model you should be equally pragmatic that is what i would say you should realize that because end of the day every entrepreneur comes out with an idea with some assumptions and bases that assumptions he builds a model now when you go and execute that 9 out of 10 assumptions go wrong so then what lessons you have learned accordingly immediately you have to tweak your model if you have to be relevant and if you want to continue if you stick to if you still even though your heart says your mind says that assumptions were wrong but still just for the sake of ego or not to accept that okay my assumptions were wrong you still continue doing the same mistakes then it's only south there is no upwards but if you immediately realize that okay i am going down the hill and these were the mistakes which i did and these were the wrong assumptions you learned your lessons and you know that okay now these are the assumptions or these are the reality then there is a reality there is no assumption right and basis that reality you take some other assumptions okay if this is what the reality is or this is what the thing now basis this what is that i have to assume if i have to take that route then you go that route definitely then there would be uphill only you go that uphill you reach there a point and then again there would be again a south because again there would be some reality check then you come up with some other alternate assumptions with that reality and that's how you have to move forward so changing your business model iteration tweaking the business model is something ever going in spite of whatever success you have you have to keep evolving if not uh, you are stuck and very soon you are going to go down the hill and you have to keep uh, yourself aware what is happening and be ready for the change so uh i was about to ask a like this this a uh, funny thing right among engineers ke na pehle engineers are you yeah 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 acha you are there acha your video is kind of paused so now it's okay so this is funny thing about engineers ke engineers pehle engineers bante and then they figure out what to do with life is there something you relate with or uh, you kind of you know like bachpan se hi you had this thoda bahut inclination that you know you kind of want to be an entrepreneur or want to be in this space or anything of that sort no actually i would say uh, when now if i connect dots backward in hindsight first of all to very honest i don't know why i joined engineer at that age obviously right most uh, today maybe uh, you are much more uh, informed in a sense that they have so many uh, Uh, like 
platforms, forums where they can decide from 10th itself. If they are really conscious enough in their career path with their strengths, they can decide. But uh, during my time, and I, just internet was just evolving and uh, it was slowly starting and everything. And we, I went with the flow. So, MPC, even though I did not even realize whether I was strong enough, good enough in that. So, I was an average student. Uh, nothing great about me but just going in the flow so all your friends were wrote engineering entrance join okay you join it then you struggle and everything uh, the actual thing if you ask me the first thing uh, which i actually got uh, a conscious effort where i put in that i realized by my third year of my engineering itself that i'm not an engineer material to be very honest I cannot uh, be to the engineering stream or something tomorrow going. When I say engineering, the core engineering, the design, R&D, manufacturing, production. So I realized I am not an engineer material. For whatever reason I joined, I have to. And then uh, I realized that uh, management is something I need to really look at. And uh, that somewhere interested me uh, during that course. So I took a call that. I will do a management uh, MBA thing and try to go into that stream and uh, that didn't happen. So after engineering, uh, and I, I, I don't know, sometimes it uh, gives you something. I took a decision that I would only join any management institute which is of top rank, like only IMS, nothing else. So many, other than CAT, I did not write any uh, MBA entrances other than CAT that kind of a interest so i wrote it uh, then unfortunately even though i qualified for written everything final selection did not happen so i qualified for then basis on the cat score whatever i could apply i applied so i qualified for fms i qualified for written i cleared i am calcutta uh, kind of those stuffs and uh, since my accounts were not good right <laughs> so so when i realized that uh, so i could not get the admission Five, six uh, top colleges I qualified uh, for return and for the interview, but I did not do. And all of a sudden, the slump. Then I lost interest in everything. Then I was doing something. Everything. Then I joined. So, so but uh, coming to the point, like, now when I down the line after 20 years, I look at. So, I used to always motivate myself at that time. I used to keep motivating MBA. So I used to think that no, I will hire an MBA guy. <laughs> I will become, I will go to a stage where I will hire, I am graduates. I will have my own company. So it was in that immaturity, I think. But down the line now, down the line after 20 years, I don't know that thought process i have not hired anybody today but i started a company i don't know maybe tomorrow i'll be hiring and i am graduate and do that so maybe so i saw undercurrent so i was supposed to become an entrepreneur and hire these things so things didn't happen and so i look at it in that way now yes well, then yeah, on that day why things happen you don't realize so now I'm matured enough now to connect those dots now. So I used to every year, whenever I used to work anywhere, that 16 years I had that because I could not get an MBA seat in IIMs and everything. And always I used to kind of tell myself that one day I will hire IIMs guy. I did not realize whether I would come into entrepreneurship and how. So maybe that. Uh, the want of getting into IIMs and everything. Somewhere I wanted to connect with IIMs. One way or other. And it did not happen to me. So, back end it was always there. So, I my business, my idea to model how I can get into IIMs. How I can get into IIMs. I think so, entrepreneurship is one thing. I think so, it was God willing. So, that's how I actually went to a lot of IIM campuses. <laughs> due to entrepreneurship and i got a lot of uh, uh, i should say get associated in one way or other to ims management colleges so you tell them ke na unfortunately no, i did not I get to see i told them maybe 
I'm not so successful enough as of now. <laughs> I could even now the point is that you have to whenever you have to tell a story also, it has to be a right timing, right? Yeah. Today, if I tell, hardly people would <laughs> listen. But tomorrow, if you become successful, successful again because for the world it is all commercial success, right? But I don't look at success commercially. Uh, but when you have to tell somebody, you have to be commercially successful, the so-called. So then you go and then talk, and then people, oh, oh, that's an inspiration. <laughs> wow, so it, it's it's really crazy, you know, like uh, like engineer's life, you know. I I didn't know you were uh, in mechanical. I probably assumed yeah. that you know you are into software. No. And, uh, I, I I am. I would say another thing. I am a complete. Uh, uh, Geek her say means a non-tech. I mean, I am personally I am completely averse to technology. Means I'm not comfortable. I know my strengths, so I'm not comfortable in coding, trying to do all those things, stuff like that. So I was very clear. I don't even wanted to get into the software thing. So I went into the core mechanical segment only in the corporate, and my initial uh, I opted for. I call it design department and everything. And uh, my initial journey, people wherever I joined, everybody said that you are not a design material. <laughs> but we find you are good enough in industrial marketing, sales. So that's how I got into it. I think so that also really transformed me. So you think uh, like, you know, there's like certain strengths everybody has and they should probably double on double down on that thing instead of trying to you know be like you know puri dunya idhar ja rahi hai hame bhi yehi karna hai no, that kind of thing you have to uh, figure out what your strengths and what more than strengths your weakness at least you know what you should not do then you will figure out what you can do automatically if you if that that's the thing again if you know what entrepreneurship taught me is that what i should not do wow it into then you will figure out what you can do so do you have any like career advice for people who are probably you know doing engineering or probably in in college and uh, they don't know what to do with life basically ki next kya karenge like you know now startup is like the new thing every tom dick and harry is having a startup <laughs> so kuch kya matlab even if they are doing nothing they are doing a startup so you see i, I none of the people uh, or none of them it is not that i am taking the high moral road but unfortunately which i sincerely feel that uh, that messaging or that advising doesn't go to the youngsters is that uh, it is being shown as a very very glossy very appealing uh, very uh, like uh, you become overnight the, the celebrity the success it doesn't happen that way it doesn't happen that way and i am telling you just for that celebrity the success and the art whatever you come across in the social media or in the newspaper or somewhere don't get into that don't get into that it really takes a lot really takes a lot people might go into depression also because what happens is that 9 out of 10 times you see why i could handle it i will tell you simple reason because i came into this journey it was a conscious decision and it was a time and a phase where i was mature enough so i could handle that failures because i could handle that even now i can handle that failures even now i can handle the financial uh, uh, thing the impact which is this i can handle the social uh, so to say the discrimination you are looked down upon i am telling you people will not talk in front of you but you are looked down upon all those things pressures will come and youngsters who are just passed out of the college 22 23 years of age with so much of aspiration they get into and these are the flip side of it and for the lack of maturity i would say for the lack of maturity uh, the the failures they, uh, they as i said right you go out with some assumptions and i'm telling you every assumption will be wrong every assumption will be wrong and the entire world will be there to prove you wrong the entire world will be against you and these are some things which they are not groomed to so this reality check 
they should have and then they should take that and maturity is something it evolves you transform over period of time so there should be when i say mentor okay from a subject matter or something mentors are there i think so there should be a strong ecosystem mentors who build personality who handle them who teach them failures how to handle failures how to handle the downhill part and how to motivate them this is something which which is not there and youngsters have to be very cautious in that and probably take this into consideration uh, because everything is not then everybody every startup should succeed then the number of startups the, the ratio is i think so more than 99% of the startups fail right and uh, but still world projects it's in a sound in a way where it's so glossy so much everything even now i am a failure i say i am not a failure in a sense from a world perspective like okay but for me i know that as as people say right jab tak aap maidan mein ho you have not lost it so i believe in that you keep fighting keep fighting keep fighting so utna patience utna resilience at that 22 23 years i don't think so people have because again there will be a peer pressure aapke classmates koi us chale gaye koi ims mein join ho gaya kisi ne kuch funding utha liya and then you are stuck then your family your parents pressure would be there so there would be lot of pressures different kind of pressures and you are always running behind success so i would say that it is not that that uh, so called showbiz ke jo dikhata hai there is a lot of effort lot of hard work lot of failures and uh, with a pinch of salt and one has to get into this you know like entrepreneurship uh, like the way it is shown on social media is like you know glossy tables coffee mugs are and you know there's a coffee machine everybody is coming tiktok tiktok computer pe kaam kar rahe and that's how like it is shown but then like the flip side of you know like working late night working and everything uh the losses like you mentioned nobody is trying to you know like show ke ye 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 bhi ek side hai like you know this is also part of the story right and this is where everybody you know falls into the trap and uh, what do, what do you think about you know like ai has been you know everywhere every place we see now everyone's talking about ai do you think like you know it is going to some way impact your business in a good way or uh, un- like what do you think about it like uh, as an entrepreneur as i said earlier i am not really the technique tech guy everything but i would say in fact this week i have uh, taken two certification courses i have one is ai chat gpt everything and i will tell you when i myself am not so technically or tech guy everything one is for sure you see i come from a school where i say technology is going to improve your efficiency but technology will not do the work per se like i will put it in this way now you have best of the best medical devices high end medical devices and everything but if you don't have the best skilled doctor so there is a hospital where you have best of the best technologically advanced equipments then you have a small nursing home or a small where, where you have an excellent skilled doctor now you tell me where you as a patient would want to go <laughs> you know both yeah so the thing with the so diagnostic thing is like i'm trying to drive is that technology will definitely increase the efficiency the effectiveness but end of the day you need a human intelligence or human who has that expertise who can bring in that efficiency technology per se will not bring about any change or will not bring about an impact you need human that's where i say means i am quoting this uh, uh, that to address social problems or to address any kind of a problem you need to invest in human beings technology will bring efficiency technology will bring effectiveness the multiplier effect will come no doubt about that but you need humans and technology keeps changing and you have to adapt to it there is no other way out ai and everything will bring efficiency and effectiveness but you will not 
skill sets you have to you have to adapt to the new skill sets and keep evolving that's all and uh, there's always this thing right there's like hard business and there's like a soft business as in hard business meaning like you know things which you do with the hand let's say product business and uh, maybe ai can use uh, be helpful in somewhere maybe you know like uh, helping in the efficiency of like maybe packaging or you know that kind of thing like so automate if you have a product if there is no product what is that you are going to do if there is no if everybody wants to work from home then who is going to <laughs> so there is a conventional traditional business so like the entire technology is dependent on the conventional industry if there is no steel industry if there is no banking agar bank mein kaam karne wala bhi bolega so unfortunately people have gone into that space where the conventional business is not being given because the software industry is more of human intelligence and everything so the human uh, people are tampered in that way but if there is no worker if there is no infrastructure if there is nothing so where is that this technology is going to be implemented there actually what people say is that for one conventional job created there are 10 direct technology jobs created and 10 indirect jobs created if one employment generated in a steel industry will create 10 employment opportunities in the software directly and 10 indirect employment opportunities so conventional industry is something which is the core fundamental and efficiency is something which technology brings into that yeah so you put it very nicely because you know like soft uh, businesses which were like you know like software and everything it's easily replicable you can probably use not ai to code but like at some point you know like uh, the codes and everything it's replicable uh, but when it comes to something like a product it's very hard to you know replicate replicate and things like you know uh, things you do with the hand let's say you know electricity uh, electrician people who are doing plumbing plumbing business people who are in you know like like you said steel business and everything that is something which is hard ai can't do anything to that right? so that's and what i will give one more example uh, like because of this technology so much like so suppose somebody tomorrow will develop an app say that okay in the remotest of the remotest uh, village the tribal hamlet and anywhere where a pregnant woman is there in that app over her phone if she has that app everything she will come to know when is her next uh, check up she has to get thing and when is her next uh, set of tablets or kind of a thing she need to take and it cost because of this internet penetration mobile penetration towers everything somebody builds an app and they say okay now just it cost 10 paisa or less than 5 paisa for her and she is been intimated fine but whether her problem is solved who is going to take her to the hospital who is going to go to her home or the hamlet and give her the tablets who is going to treat her right so it is not going to solve the problem but this technology will help the anganwadi the asha workers where she knows okay at that hamlet these 10 people now it is a time jaga so you have to actually have that asha worker whom you have to motivate where she will go with the set of tablets to her give her the tablets give her the medication and give her the thing what she has to procedures what she has to follow for the next one month so you are helping asha worker but if there is no asha worker what that app will going to do so you need to have an asha worker you need to have an anganwadi worker same everywhere technology itself will not change the app or bring a change and uh, end of the day it's like uh, entrepreneurship business whatever you see it's people to people not technology to technology right so like at some point you know when we stop like maybe uh, fascination with you know like people suppose let's say they create an app they say hamare itne users hai this and that but are actually people you know benefiting and taking like you know users to bad rahe hain but do they know how to use the app do they know like uh, how to access like the right people like even if they know like let's say uh, given your example ke tablet lena hai kaun si tablet hai kab lena hai kya karna hai to it's you know i think it's only time that you know like all these things will you know come to surface so with that i, 
uh, we are about time, so there's like few questions and then we'll wrap up. So one thing is like, uh, do you plan anytime soon to take millet bowl internationally or, you know, like maybe the GCC uh, countries? My intention is there. I'm looking for right partners right now. So because uh, I don't have that uh, infrastructure uh, capabilities as of now. I'm looking at it. If I get a right partner, strategic collaborator, very soon I will be taking it. That is there in the back of my mind to take it to international. So how soon it is something, it's uh, I don't have a clear path as of now. Uh, maybe once I get some kind of a partnership done, then I think so then I can figure out the time. Lines. But yes, it is there in my mind. So if you let's say you take it in internationally is something i think about is do you um, package and process everything in india and then you ship it to that country or that's where you set up the processing plant and production plant it depends basically like i'm looking at i don't have a means i'm open for everything in the sense that end of the day it should make a commercial viability part also commercial sense also so commercially if it makes sense that okay i get it done here and then send it then fine but if commercially it doesn't make sense and it makes sense if i get it done at that particular country itself then i'm even open for that so it's all the business decision so how it goes because again there are certain certain statutory compliances also every country has certain statutory compliances so based on that whichever uh, uh, pattern or the model is more conducive i would opt for that usually when it comes to businesses right people they say you know food business is one of the most tricky businesses because let's say uh, like one of your consumer he or she you know they take your product and somehow they get you know like uh, sick or something like that that is where you know it's like now you, they won't probably ta- take your product for the next time and uh, is that something you think about or you know uh, like is that something you know goes through your mind yeah, that as a as a food business uh, company, you have to be very careful with regard to because it's again the safety of the consumer, right? Is very important. So fundamentally, what you try to do is that uh, you strictly adhere to whatever statutory compliances norms are there. So you have to be true to yourself to that extent. Well, norms and everything will be there, but how uh, disciplined and how professional you are is something that is a company's genesis or the DNA. So I'm very particular in that extent. For me, business doesn't mean that I take consumer safety at risk or at the thing, peril. So that individually as a company level, whatever to best of my our abilities, we follow it. But after that, there are certain things which are beyond your control, right? Once the product is out from your factory and it is into the market, so how a retail guy, how a distributor, maintains the product, keeps a product is something which you don't have, even though there are guidelines for every supply chain, the intermediate, how to maintain it. So that I don't know, uh, but uh, so I don't have a hold. So as in a project management, people say the risk which is not in your control. You, no point you try to uh, think on it. It doesn't make any difference. So the risk which you can handle or which you can overcome is something you do. So to best of our abilities, we see that whatever ingredients, whatever raw material, how we process it, how we do it is, we don't deviate from our quality standards. We don't deviate from our quality assurance kind of an aspect. And to best of our abilities, we give the product the best product. In the market, certain things happen. So if anything comes in, we would try to address it to best of our abilities and be very honest. As long as you are honest to yourself, I think so, good enough. But still, there would be some issues which would come and you have to address it in a very professional manner. So to wrap it up, we do it with the perspective questions just to bring a lot more perspective into our lives. So if you were to have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be and why? Dinner with three people, one definitely, um, uh, means it can be anybody, right? It not anybody. Be. So dinner with three people. One with family for sure, uh, because after coming into entrepreneurship, everything that has gone for a toss. So if that given a choice, I would prefer a family dinner, close family dinner one. Second dinner, 
I would want to have dinner with. Uh, I don't. I'm not coming across a person, but I would say from something background of a spiritual background. Who? Because for me, dinner is again a me too kind of a time. So I want to have something. So of late, I have been following up a lot of spirituality matraya. So he gives a good perspective. I would want to have dinner with him. And third, I would want to actually. Have, I don't want to have any kind of celebrities per se. I would want to have a dinner with kids from the bottom of the pyramid kind of people. I want to give them that happiness. I don't want to have happiness for me. <laughs> I would want to give happiness. So I would rather have throw a dinner party to children. Who are coming from the poor, backward community? I want to give them one small, that uh, three hours of delight. Take them to a good restaurant and give them the delightful dinner and be with them. So I don't want in that way. I don't want anything for me. I want to give even in that aspect. This is so nice. So if you were to go ten years or maybe. Yeah, ten fifteen years back in time. What would you tell to the younger Sanjay if you were to give him advice? Ke, hey Sanjay, aisa aisa karo, aisa aisa karo. So what would you uh, tell to the younger Sanjay? Yeah, I would. As much I tell them, for me also, I wish I could go back fifteen years and get get restart, rebooted from there. The most simple advice is don't get. Uh, I would say to the youngsters is that don't get uh, weighed by what is happening around you and what is being. Shown to you today because of the social media and everything. There is so much of fake news happening. There is so much of fake. I would say there is nothing real today. Everything is fake. So don't get overwhelmed. And I would want them that a little bit of spirituality, a little bit of maturity, calmness is something I want. Take things as it happens because everybody are going through their own life. Everybody's life journey is different from others. Don't compete. Don't compare. When I say don't compete, you compete with yourself. You what you want to do, just do. Don't look at others. Oh, उसने इतना कर दिया मुझे भी करना है. No. So I would say just slow down a bit. I would say for these youngsters, don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a rush to prove something to others. So have little calmness, little spirituality. When I say spirituality is trying to, I I want them to take a step back. Think, pause. That is something people are not doing it. They have to be little calmer, little slow. <laughs> I'm giving a very contrary advice. Everybody should say, go fast, run, achieve more. I would say at that age, don't be. You have lot more to do. Build yourself internally strong. Then you are in a much better position to tackle the challenges which world throws at. I would say be more spiritual, get more maturity, and then take whatever you want. That's a really contradictory advice, but it kind of makes sense. Ke like you know, there's always this pressure on you know, like like you said, peer pressure. We are with me, you know. It's like you want to prove uh, your parents wrong, you want to prove the society wrong, you want to prove your friends. Can no, I was right, you know. I should have done. That's why you know I came into this entrepreneurship thing. But I I say what is the point if you lose your health, if you lose your family, if you lose everything, and the end of the day you become successful for what? And when I say health, God forbid, कुछ ना कुछ आ गया diabetes, hypertension. Today it is so hustle bustle भी इतना सब कुछ है it is so easy. And I see you see so many people at the age of 25, 30, less than 30 people are getting hypertension, cardiac arrest. is it required not required right so what what uh, you create wealth and then you are you are not able to enjoy that wealth <laughs> what is the whole point of <laughs> when you are not able to spend time with your family when you are not able to have health then you can do your activities as per your right? no point right take your time everybody are uh, life god has given you life enjoy it so don't do anything to prove to somebody that's all simple thing and and the thing about patience is really really important because yourself you know being in the entrepreneurship uh, space for 6 years like you have been toiling hard 
and still you say you know i'm still not uh, commercially successful or what you can say you know maybe someone who is like a big shot or something like that and for you spending 6 years and saying that is more like you know uh, like compared to you know what we are probably you know shown in media and social media and everywhere where everything is an overnight success and uh, you ask me from 99% of the startups who fail in that way so i am successful because still i am there my peers my my followers are the so called who started after me who started before me who started with me at least in my space i can say most of them are vanished i'm still there still doing it so that itself is a success so how the the milestones for success is different and i still keep saying myself that till you are there in the game you are not out and keep evolving keep evolving keep evolving so for people listening and watching this brings us to the end of the interview it's been a solid one hour and i hope you guys learned something and if you did let us do know down in the comment section as well and i'll keep the links to you know millet bowl uh, the website uh, linkedins and instagram everywhere so that you can uh, follow and you know check their products out as well until then uh, you guys know what to do stay blessed keep taking action we will catch you in the next one thank you sanjay ji for joining us thank you thank you raman and once again wish you the best of luck for whatever future endeavors you are into and may allah bless you lots of success health 